Welcome to the Two Button Cast. This is Simeon. This is Scott. And I'm Glenn. And today we are going to be talking about Metroid 2 slash another Metroid 2 remake and Samus Returns. We're going to talk about all three because Samus is back. It's going to be a great podcast. If this is your first podcast with us, I really encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast that we recorded before here. Yeah, we've done a few topical ones, but our very debut podcast was one like this where it focused on a single game, Breath of the Wild. So it's going to be fun to get back to that and do a deep dive on this particular title. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I have some things to say about this one, too, so I am, I'm looking forward to this. No, no kidding. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, first we're going to talk about our history with the series. That way you guys can get some background on just where we're coming from. Personally, my first Metroid game was Metroid Prime on the GameCube. I really didn't have too much introduction before that. I mean, I guess I could have played the original Metroid on NES, but I really didn't get a chance to do that. Um, And we didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up, so I never played Super Metroid. But after Metroid Prime, and um, especially Metroid Prime 3, I really wanted to go back and catch those, those 2D Metroid games. So I played Fusion and Super Metroid, and of course, Other M when it came out, which I tend to like, but I know a lot of people don't. My favorite game of the series is probably Metroid Prime 3, but Metroid Prime is is close, mm. and also Super Metroid. All three of them are so close. Each one has their strengths, um, but yeah. what can I say, but this is a fantastic um, series overall. Glenn, how about you? Uh, well, my first Metroid is... I'm going to go with the first one that I actually owned because I did actually play like Metroid 2 for about five minutes when I was really young, like six or seven. So I don't think that counts. Do you? No. Okay. I, I do remember it left an impression on me of sort of because just being confused and that kind of giving me a sense of unease while I played it. So uh, it's amazing just how much personality you can convey in five minutes. Mm. Anyway. But uh, my first Metroid game that I actually got into was Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy Advance. I'm guessing that's still one of your favorites. Yes, uh, I I, I just, I love that game. Um, I haven't played it in forever, but uh, it had a big impact on me. I I think I've mentioned before that for years afterwards would have bad dreams about uh, (laughs) uh, SAX, so. Yeah, that's some creepy stuff. (laughs) My first Metroid game is, I think, also Metroid Prime for the GameCube. Which makes sense to me because I really only owned Nintendo consoles, starting with Nintendo 64. I've gone back and filled in a lot of gaps, but there was no Metroid game on N64. So Mm -hmm. when I upgraded to a GameCube eventually, Metroid Prime was very enticing because of the box art the on both the front and the back made it look like a really interesting game plus it was like a genre that was really not represented well uh, by other software so mm-hmm. it was one of the few first person shooters you could get on gamecube and rated t to boot so i wasn't gonna have to smuggle it into my house 
with the M on the front. So uh, it was great, and it had exactly the kind of tone that I wanted it to. It was really fun, and I think Retro just knocked it out of the park taking the series into 3D and making it equal parts shooter, platformer, and uh, puzzle, and adventure, and Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you call a Metroid game a Metroidvania, or if it's just a Metroid game, but <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one, that's tough. I've gone back and played just about everything. I think that there's not a Metroid game I haven't played except for maybe Zero Mission. I did play the original Metroid, which I scored yeah, a 5 actually, out of 10. Yeah, actually, I've never played uh, Zero Mission either. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, yeah, it's one of those great shames as a Nintendo fan of mine. Yeah, I, I share that one as well. But I gotta say, probably agreeing with Simeon that 3 Corruption is my favorite one. And not many people actually rank 3 above the original Prime. But I would. I do, I do because... It had better graphics, better controls. I'd say a better storyline. You didn't have to read everything. Actual voice acting Mm -hmm. and a very compelling villain. Dark Samus is a really important part of that game and really only shows up in a brief part of the end of the first game if you get a certain completion percentage. percentage. So Dark Samus really made that game for me and the ongoing rivalry between Samus and Dark Samus and how it culminates... Uh, made for a really memorable experience, and and we've we've discussed this in depth on one of our episodes where we talked about was it ranking the Metroid Prime games? Yeah, we're we talking did. about which one was the best. We talked about all was it five? I guess of them, including Pinball, which I don't think either one of us have, have played. Oh no, no, we we talked about uh, Hunters. Yeah. Hunters was the other one that I was thinking of. I think we actually Federation Force. Didn't we agree that Prime in its trilogy state with the updated controls was actually the best? I, I think I think that was what we had agreed on because it, it was a difference of controls versus uh, atmosphere. Okay. And the atmosphere with the controls, I think, but Prime with its uh, uh, Wii remake controls at the top. So we awarded it best, but it's interesting that it didn't uh, displace our favorite. So, no. Huh. no, that's true. Metroid Fusion is actually only my second favorite, even though it's what got me into the series. My favorite is Super Metroid, uh. as, as I am sure is a lot of fans. Though, as I mentioned before, I would rank uh, Metroid Prime 3 above uh, the other two Prime games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Super Metroid uh, just... it controls really well i i actually like the way fusion controls just a little bit better but it, they're almost identical and it's got the uh the non-linearity factor so mm. it's a lot of fun to explore and unlike a lot of other non-linear games you know uh super metroid can be like completed in two hours if you know what you're doing so it, it's a dense non-linear game so there's always something to find just around every corner I haven't tried this yet, but I've heard from people that just played Samus Returns on 3DS that going back to Super Metroid makes that game feel much slower because the hmm. sprite doesn't move across the screen as fast, I guess. Uh, so I'll try it out. Uh, AM2R feels a little slower, but we'll get into that in a second. Okay. So we're going to talk right now about 
the topic at hand, Metroid 2 slash AM2R slash Samus Returns, more specifically Samus Returns because that's our new release. Why is this such a big game for fans? I mean, there are many reasons for that. It's been a long, long time since we've had a real Metroid game. I mean, we got Federation Force, but I mean, per- personally, I I didn't dislike. Scott, I thought the game. you liked Federation Force. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had fun with it, but was it worthy of the Metroid franchise? No. See, I I tried it, um, and I played through the tutorial, and I played through one level, and at that point, I was pretty much done. I don't Ouch. know if it was the adventure element. It wasn't that it was a bad game. It was just like I could be playing a Metroid game right now and <laughs> probably having more fun. I'd be more immersed. Well, it, one thing that was cool about Federation Force is going online with it actually mm. worked well and I think added to the experience a lot. Yes, you could play through the game by yourself, but then you equip the Lone Wolf mod and it just kind of nerf stuff. But rather than doing that, finding real people to, to play with online was great and the connection was really stable which I was impressed with even though I was in like a different room than my router obviously not playing on a console that's plugged in uh, to the internet physically but anyway it just it never dropped except when we had like trolls on the team which was just once or twice it was pretty fun taking on challenges with other Nintendo fans so that was that game's like (laughs) major draw I think so so we had Federation Force, and before that, um, the last game we had was Other M, which a lot of people disliked and is... Um, it's contentious. Yeah, it, it is contentious. It's it's one that people... I mean, you you look at it, and it's, it's easy to admit that it's not like any other Metroid game that we've ever had. Yeah. So it's it's not the Metroid game we, well, we and, were unless, looking for. Well, unless we're talking... Plot wise, because it's kind of a ripoff of fusion. Exactly, it was too familiar in some instances and not familiar enough in others. And a whole blog can be found on that. It was Glenn's first or second article. Uh, I want to say it was my second. It's kind of hard for me to remember because yeah. I didn't publish them in the order that I wrote them. So, so that's twobuttoncrew.com/blog, and you can just type in Metroid, and you'll find a few articles including that one there's there's actually two at this point because i did one about uh, i did a (laughs) (laughs) follow-up so i think other m was i think it was really polarizing for two reasons one was because of the story and depiction of samus the other one was its controls because we didn't know if the story was going to be good or bad until we all played it right Uh, the controls were something that people reacted to negatively as soon as it was announced it's like, wait, you're not going to be using the nunchuck, which means no analog controls, and you can't move while you're shooting, which is like everything that we had come no. to know <laughs> from playing Prime and uh, Prime 3, specifically on Wii. So it seemed like a step back that it was only going to be using the Wii remote. That was a really odd choice. It was. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, I thought it, except for like the having the switch to missile mode, um, and use the pointer. I thought it controlled all right. Yeah. Um, an analog option would have been uh, beneficial, but... Yeah. I actually had such a good time with the game that I was surprised when I went 
I took to the internet and found out that so many people are having an issue with it. Yeah. And I read a really detailed article about, you know, why it should be offensive to women. And I ended up kind of agreeing with that. Like, I could see where they're coming from. It wasn't something that hurt my experience. Mm-hmm. I still think it's a good game, worth playing, good gameplay. But yeah. yeah the, the writing has problems. Yeah, that's definitely my take. The writing is um, flawed. It, honestly, it just it makes you feel uncomfortable, and it's not <laughs> uncomfortable in the sort of I'm alone and uh, in space with yeah. an AI that's keeping secrets from me and being pursued by some sort of doppelganger and sorry, Metroid Fusion flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wrong wrong game. Uh, but. Yeah, it's not that kind of uneasy. It's just sort of this uncomfortable of... I don't know, you just you just sort of felt like you were intruding the whole time on someone's personal daddy issues or whatever. It's like yeah. you know, it's like when you see two, two of your friends having an argument and you really have no stakes in it. You mm-hmm. just sort of have to sit there like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, gameplay-wise, I absolutely love the gameplay. I thought... Well, when they weren't doing like weird pixel hunts and oh yeah, <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, find the um, dead pixel, but it's not dead. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought the gameplay was. It really saddens me. Uh, on one hand, I'm glad it didn't do well because otherwise, I think uh, Fusion might have been retconned. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm sad it didn't do well because I actually would like to see a third-person Metroid game, and I think that was a good prototype. For it, you know, you need to get rid of some of the weird decisions like the digital controls and having to lock your feet to shoot missiles. But digital controls as opposed to analog, like a stick. Yeah, and I, I definitely think there's potential there, but uh, we're probably never going to see it just because of the negative reaction. And that, whenever that, that happens, that absolutely kills me uh, when I see like something with potential just thrown away uh, because the game itself didn't know how to deliver on that potential. But that that could be a blog article. And speaking of being killed, that's the reason we're recapping Federation Force and Other Atmos because those are the games that kind of put Samus in the grave and it was scary. I was glad when Federation Force was announced, uh, whether it looked good or bad, that it actually retained the Prime name. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, after the trilogy is complete, this brand can still exist, and it opens the possibility to another Prime game, which is amazing. I'm sure we're going to have to touch on Prime 4 later in this podcast, but we need to get to the main attraction here, Mm -hmm. Metroid Samus Returns. Metroid Samus Returns, obviously, is kind of a a double meaning. We have Samus returning from a long hiatus, um, but we also have this... It's a remake of Metroid 2, or or should I say... A re-remake because we have <laughs> Metroid 2, we have AM2R, which is available to some people who have uh, been able to catch glimpses here and there of well, files number one of the internet. Once it's on the internet, it's on the internet forever. You just need exactly to right. It is a really good name, Samus Returns. It's kind of also like Spider-Man Homecoming. It's that mm-hmm. hidden meaning that finally the property was returning through Marvel Studios. So, oh, so. that's what that was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the name, honestly, I, I'm glad the name has a double meaning because, let's face it, if it didn't, it would be dated pretty mm-hmm. quickly. So 
the fact that it's a play on the original game's name is kind of... I, I think that that's kind of necessary. Otherwise, I roll my eyes every time I heard it. It's better than Metroid, It's Been Too Long, Samus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Metroid, We Finally Made Another Game. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so what exactly is new? And I am not acquainted with Metroid 2. I've played a little bit of AM2R, but what exactly is new to Samus Returns as opposed to Metroid 2? Well, you get a map on the screen the whole time. Yeah, uh, you have two screens. Great. And it's in 3D. So there's, there's the obvious ones. Aeon abilities, which uh, I'm sure we'll talk about here in a sec. Uh, but let's see. A lot of the map is actually new. It's it's the developers have gone on record saying it's more of a reimagining than an, a straight remake. So there's a lot of areas in the game that have been edited. I think that you'd probably have some upset fans because Metroid 2 is a pretty short game and if you just had a remake um, even with new controls and it was still the same map with you know the same amount of content yeah I think that people would be um, pretty upset at the money that they spent and also how long this game took but with the reimagining new map new abilities we have a, a whole new product. I, I mean, I can look at Metroid 2 and one one gameplay aspect thing that I have difficulties with, and it was very apparent on the Game Boy with the Mega Man games, and even if you look at Mega Man 7 on the Super Nintendo, one thing that I have a really big problem with is the size of the character on the screen. Yeah, Samus was huge Samus on the Samus was like a quarter of the screen, just like Mega Man in Mega Man 7 on the Super Nintendo. I, I don't know. I look at that game and I'm like, I, I'm sure it was good for its time, but I don't know if I could actually go back and play it and be able to hack it because of how gigantic Samus was. Yeah. Um, for me, that's one of my pet peeves. And that's totally fixed now. I, I would definitely say I, I've played the game to I've played all of the games uh, to complete. Wow, that sounded really, uh, <laughs> really <laughs> arrogant. I thought you said you uh, hadn't played uh, Zero, Zero Mission. Mission, though. Okay, I've, I've played all versions of Metroid Two that okay. we are covering in this podcast. See, see oh. how I covered my backside there by not saying because there's probably some version out there that <laughs> hasn't gotten a uh, DMC An- takedown notice. A- another other Metroid <laughs> 2 remake, Redux. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I've played Metroid the original to completion, and yeah, I'd say it's probably my least favorite of the core series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, definitely unique, though. You got to give it that because there's mm-hmm. 40 Metroids counting down on the screen, and that makes it unlike anything else in the series. That's true. Yep, keeping with Nintendo tradition, uh, the second game it just is weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That happened with Mario, Zelda. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, well, Metroid. Sure we just mentioned that. Metroid. Uh, I mean, Star Star Fox too. Yeah, no, Star Fox 2, yeah, that's another I one. I knew there was at least one other one. Thank yeah. you. So we've got the structure that definitely carried over from the original game. You kill 40 Metroids. And the controls, much better on 3DS. The only thing you really have to get used to in this game, which took me... You're shaking your head, Simeon. I wonder if you're thinking what I'm thinking. 
I, I, I don't know if I'm thinking what you're thinking, but I've already told you what I'm thinking. Um, is it's <laughs> oh. my huge pet peeve with this game. But you go, you go ahead. I'll I'll rant. Well, in a minute, it took me a few minutes to do the to learn the whole. You got to counter and shoot, and then you're always free aiming, but you got to hold down a button to not walk. And man, did I walk slash run into a lot of enemies. Like I just counter them and I try to aim at them and I end up running into them and and that went away like completely by an hour or so. But and speaking of the the counter system, okay. So the, uh, here's the thing: is to to me there are moments at which I look at what Nintendo does, whether it's their policies with the live streaming thing or just random things in their games where I look at it and I'm like, Nintendo has the best QA team in the world, yet they missed this, okay? For example, and this this is not necessarily one of those things, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Rage is something that happens, what, starting, I can't remember, is it 35% and it just grows and it shows like your character like smoking or fuming up to a certain percentage mm-hmm. and that means they have rage they're going to be dealing more damage they're going to be dealing more knockback when donkey kong charges his b move how you know it's fully charged mega punch or whatever yeah is that he is fuming and so there's like a slightly different animation to his fuming so if he has rage, you are not necessarily sure if he is fully charged or not, especially if you're going up against him. Yep. Uh, unless you're pl- paying real close attention. Okay, that's that's one thing. But okay. In Metroid Samus Returns, when you are ready to counter an enemy, what color does the enemy turn? White. When you are hitting an enemy in Metroid Samus Returns, what what color does the enemy turn? I don't know, Simon. It, it turns uh, white. Red. And so you you don't know unless you are so... You have you memorized said, the character animations for each different uh, enemy. Yeah. You don't know exactly when to counter if you're shooting it. Okay, so, you said well, hitting, okay. but that goes first for shooting, of all, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. What they... First of all, they let off a little sparkle, so if you see that sparkle animation, which oh, okay. admittedly is hard when they're flashing <laughs> uh, white, but secondly, there's a very distinctive noise they make every single time right before they attack. It's <laughs> there. Therein is my is my uh, dilemma that I was playing this with the sound off. Uh, um, you and your sliders. Oh man, you missed out so much on this on the soundtrack. See, see I haven't I haven't uh, finished the game yet. I've I'm. About an hour in, Simeon, an hour and a half. Simeon in. sees a slider and he just turns just, it off. Three D off, volume off. I'm surprised you don't switch your three D S off. <laughs> well, well, the, it depends on which three D S you have, I guess. But it's original. a button on the three D S, not yeah, not a slider. I, I got no, a no, button. The original three D S. Yeah. Don't you like, and then it snaps back. No, that's, no, that's uh, that's the D S light. 
Yeah, DS Lite. I also have that. Yeah, do you want me to get my 3DS? No, 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 no. <laughs> we need to talk about something. Yeah, we, anyway, that was that that has been a pet peeve. And I'm sure that it would have all been solved if I had had the music on yeah. and I had had 3D turned on. I'm sure I would have been able to notice the, those differences. But but to me, that that's one where it's like uh, some, somebody could have said, well, why don't we have a different color for them getting hit and them about to be ready to be countered i i think i think that that one was just it's not a huge deal it's not a game breaker but it's one of those things where i look at the nintendo qa and i go you guys have it all put together but you miss this really really obvious thing and a really really easy fix it's not it's not like it's a, a, a super nitpicky thing where it would have been real difficult for them to fix yeah. it's just like a color variation well that could have been fixed put that on your resume and send it to them yeah yeah so. and just just for the record i had and i don't know if it's just that my fingers aren't super nimble but i had a similar problem if i was shooting an enemy and it tried to attack me i wouldn't hit it so despite my you know yep. me teasing Simeon earlier <laughs> it, i think there is something there that's that's not quite right yeah I think the counter move, speaking of the counter, I think it's overused, especially in the first half of the game. Because mm. it's it's kind of a pace breaker. You run up to an enemy, and then you just stop and stare at it, waiting for the attack. <laughs> and it's just like, are you going to attack me? How about it, it, now? It was, it was an interesting move, because I think... I, I like the idea of Samus having some form of melee attack besides the screw attack. Um, mm -hmm. But it was... It was a good idea, but the execution, I, I agree with you, it's its kind of a pace breaker. I thought it was overused, and they, they, they make it super powerful because it's a one-hit kill if you pull that off on a you know something that's not a boss. That's true. So that you're basic, and because the enemies in this game are a lot harder than uh, they are in the other two versions uh, in this game, you know they, they just soak up a lot of damage that uh, you kind of have to do that. And that's another yeah. thing. There, there's there's just a lot of little things I noticed. Uh, like, you know, the enemies are incredibly... Uh, can soak up a lot of damage. And it seems like they're really trying to discourage you from using beam weapons. And trying to mm. uh, rely entirely on missiles. That's... I don't think that's really good design. Man, personally. I, Missiles are a fine line because you'll get so many of them in these games. Mm -hmm. And it's like... If you d if they don't give you make you use them in these all these situations, then you're just gonna have a surplus of ammunition throughout your entire. Yeah, experience. well, the, the thing about missiles is, if you look at it from a design standpoint, the beam is slightly weaker than um, a missile. So, but a charge beam, I I'm thinking most games it's about the same uh, damage. Mm -hmm. But a charge beam takes longer to hit an opponent with, so. The yeah. missile is when you need to do a lot of damage in a really short amount of time. And you don't have time to like constantly charge and wait for that opportunity. You just have to go. I think it could be consolidated by not doing missiles and super missiles, but have somewhere around like 50 maximum collectible, and then they're pretty powerful. Yeah, one type yeah of well, uh, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, super Metroid makes the missiles and super missiles stack, so... Oh, nice. It keeps the missiles uh, competitively balanced, so to speak, with That's awesome. the uh, other beam weapons. I forgot about that. Were you going to say something like five minutes ago, Simeon? Oh, I, I was I was going to say, um, 
I I agree, and, and this is maybe just me from a gameplay perspective as well. Um, as a Mega Man player, I know most people when they play a Mega Man game, they're excited to see how all the other weapons work. Whereas I tend to stay away from the boss's weapons and I try and go Mega Buster the full way. And the same thing with Metroid games is I go beams the whole way. And I, I noticed the difference in damage between using my beam and using my missile. And so I got to congratulate them on making me use missiles more. But I also find that to be kind of a pain, and I don't really care for that as much more. And I, I prefer using the beam as well. Yeah. It, at least it's handy. You just hold down a button to get your missiles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unlike Super uh, Metroid, which actually you have to cycle through them. Which yeah. Is what, and another why I say I, I like Metroid Fusion the way it controls better. That's mm. why I was, one of the things I was referring to. I know, Scott, you said you like the controls... Yeah, I think that they were pretty good for the most part. I mean, okay. towards the end of the game, you have to pull off a few maneuvers where you're like hanging on an edge, uh, aiming and shooting a missile and stuff, and it feels like you're using all the shoulder buttons and like three face buttons at once and like switching a beam on the touchscreen and stuff. So it wasn't perfect, but... Uh, definitely a lot going on. Yeah. But I'm okay with that because I am an advanced gamer. You know, the, the thing is, I like the contr- I think the controls, by and large, are uh, good. Uh, they, you know, the, the weight and all. I just have one issue, and that is, I know a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me. I don't like the free aiming. <gasps> um, I'm, again, used to what Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion did, where you just aim diagonally. And you I can am still with move. you on this one, Glenn. I am with you yeah, on this and one. <laughs> when I was playing AM2R, uh, you know, they just have the diagonal aiming instead of the free aiming. So, to me, just between that and the beams and all of that, combat in this game, it's not bad, okay? I'm not going to say combat is bad and I, I hate it or whatever and brought the whole game experience down. No, I'm, I think combat is good, but it doesn't, it doesn't have, like, that quick snappiness that I felt like... Mm. It, it always had sort of this rushed, kind of hurried feel. You know, it's, it's sort of like, super okay, different. I gotta get to a safe place, and now I gotta aim, and now I gotta fire off, and ah, it's coming at me, and you know, you, <laughs> you, know, you can't like do that, because normally when you play Metroid, you like do a spin jump, then shoot two missiles off while you're in midair, and then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and here you just can't do that. It's super different. It was kind of jarring to free aim at first, because it's like Samus Arm is an entire character on its own right now. It's yes. flying all over the screen where usually you don't control characters like that. You don't have a, an input on their entire arm. But I got used to it. What do you think of the uh, last gameplay thing I want to discuss? What do you think of the structure? Like how, how the game progressed where you had these areas that you would explore and then once you uh, defeat all the Metroids, you move on to the next area. It was kind of linear with non-linear sections. What do you think of that? I prefer linear games because I don't like being lost, and I think it was a pretty good balance of knowing that I need more Metroid kills to get to a new area, but not necessarily knowing where they are. However, it's a Metroid game, so you just open every door that you can, and you color in every square of the map that you're able to reach, and you're usually going to be able to find what you need to find. 
I had to look like one thing up. The amiibo were helpful, um, so we can talk about the amiibo in a little bit, but I felt overall that the balance was appropriate. Simeon, uh, you have anything to add? Um, I haven't... I'm about an hour and a half into the game, and so far it's been okay. It's been a little bit different. I don't know if I want to say it's the balance between Super Metroid, which didn't feel too linear, to Metroid Prime, which wasn't necessarily... I mean, I mean, I, we can say that that was linear, right? Like, you do one thing, yes. and it's like you Yeah, there know is kind of a mind. set path through the game. Don't, yeah, you, don't you get blinking dots on your map? So you go yeah, to those spots? Yeah, you can yeah. turn those off, but yeah. Really? Okay. I wish I would have known that. I from from now on I'm gonna turn those off because I'm gonna I'm I'm always like, okay, I know what I have to do next and this is just slowing me down. So now, now I'm gonna have yeah. to do that. I think this like if you're just playing the game uh from one zone to the next, I think the structure's is pretty good. The the nonlinear sections give you you know, scratch that Metroid itch, but the linearity does kinda give you an understanding of where you are in the game and what you need to be doing next what i disliked is that they had me constantly going back to previous areas and mm. you constantly would see because um the original metroid 2 as far as i can tell none of that all of the items you could get them in one go and huh. having, the, no having to constantly go back and backtrack you know and like a uh, super metroid that's perfectly fine because the map is very tightly connected every yeah. area leads to another area and there's all these shortcuts so you know you can move around pretty easily here it's super linear so so much though so that they had to <laughs> introduce teleporters mm-hmm. <laughs> to to make that bearable and so i honestly and, and there's i'm getting into some spoiler stuff but there's a point where after you finish off the the last Metroid, uh, they actually have you go back through the map again to get some of the power-ups. And it's Ugh. like, no, I killed the Metroid Queen, okay? I'm done. The whole map. Well, you don't again. have to go across the whole map, but there are areas on the map where... I mean, uh, yeah, in each of the different areas. Yeah. And That's... it just... It, it was one of those moments where I just started shaking my head and I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> well, okay, I can speak to that too because that kind of graded on me like it was kind of like little fetch quests that mm-hmm. were pointless. It's like, okay, I see that I'm at the end of the game. I finally have everything that I could need to get to these spots. So wherever I left power up behind, go back and visit there. And all of them were easy to get. It's not like other Metroid mm. games where there are unique puzzles and different challenges to get these power-ups. Yeah. It, it was very uh, a turnkey to unlock everything once you got to a certain point. That sounds um, oddly like uh, Other M, where once yeah. you beat the game, you get the power, bomb. the power bomb at the very end of the game, and then you have to go back and beat these beetle things up that's exactly using the power bomb but but you're not i mean there's another boss and there's a few things here and there and you're exploring new parts of the map but yeah every time i go back and play through other m i i kind of dread that part because it's just like the story is over i know where i'm supposed to go (laughs) i know like that ring around the the edge of the space yeah 
Ring around the rosy around the edge of the space station. That's going to be, you know, a, a a gauntlet of battles that I have to go through to get to the final, final boss. But I can't get there until I get every last missile expansion that you've hidden in these random spots yep. that I've been able to see the entire time. But now I have the power bomb so I can get them. So I, I can... I can relate to that frustration. And just... for, for anyone who hasn't uh, played the game yet or is thinking of replaying the game, uh, uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns, uh, not Other M. Mm-hmm. Uh, my recommendation is when you get a new power-up, because this is what I did, is I, I get all the power-up, and, or when I get a, got an item that gave me a new ability, when I got a new ability, I go back through all the old areas and hunt down those places where the ability, you know, the mm-hmm. item was locked behind it. Don't do that. No, just make no. one path through the game and then make a second path uh, through once you've gotten the last power-up uh, power item. What was your final completion time doing it that way? Completion time? Well, halfway. I, I want to say around sector six, I, I got you know savvy and realized that going <laughs> back every time I got a new power-up was dumb. So, uh, But my final completion time, was it was long. I want to say it was 12 to 15 hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah mine, so. mine was around that, so I'd say you actually didn't waste uh, a whole lot of time. One hundred percent, for the record. Yeah. Oh, also, I guess we should briefly say Aeon abilities. What do you think? I thought it was pretty cool how they were controlled with the D-pad, and I thought they added something good to the experience that made this game its own thing. I like the Aeon uh, abilities. I know that they're controversial among some fans. I don't know why. I just really I, just I, the scan pulse, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't hang out on mes- message boards. <laughs> I, you know, have... That's what I've heard because it's like the the scan pulse shows you the map, even places you haven't been, and it shows you where items are hidden. And Yeah, I'm well, com- so did map stations from Super Metroid and Metroid <laughs> yeah. Fusion and maybe Metroid Zero Mission. I'm not sure if that game had them or not. Actually, I think it did. I, I I played it at like a target for a little bit. I think the <laughs> Metroid Zero Mission does have uh, map uh, but rooms. What people might be more upset about is it also reveals breakable blocks, which I am completely okay with because otherwise in a Metroid game you bomb every inch of the floor, and yeah. that's not fun. No. So. Yeah, honestly, I, I was totally okay with the scan pulse. The thing is, I was surprised. I could find almost every item without using a guide. I only used a guide for a couple of times, and it's usually because I missed something really obvious. Thoughts on graphics, anybody? Yes, moving on to the presentation. Graphics? I, I thought they looked pretty good. I don't think the lighting and the textures were, you know, top-notch, but I like the fact that there were, like, details in the background and all of that stuff. For for me, I... I don't like the way it looked necessarily, and I didn't like the way it looked from the start, but once again, I want to remind you guys, I wasn't playing it in 3D, because um, I, I don't like that. You don't like um, sliders. I don't like sliders. Um, but also, it didn't really detract from the game once I got in it. And sometimes that is a problem for me, where the graphics are just so jarring or so bad that it's just like, oh man, you know, yeah. I, I can't help but make fun of this. It it wasn't that way once I got in it. So were they good? I would have to say no, but were they distracting? I would also say no to that. My take is technically they looked about as good as they could for a 3DS game, which I'm not 
I've never <laughs> been into the 3DS's graphics, even on launch day. I was like, well, this thing is kind of low resolution. <laughs> I see jaggies, so those are there. But I thought as well as they could do on it, they did. Now, I, I don't really know how to give it constructive criticism, but I will say that the art style is just not my favorite. I think they could do something a little more stylish and better. My one issue with the graphics, I felt like the fact that they were 3D caused a few issues and just like my spatial reasoning ability in the game because in hmm. 2D Metroid, it's tile-based. So you mm -hmm. can kind of say, oh, if I jump and fire at this point because my gun is intersecting this part of the grid, I will hit the enemy. And it didn't seem like I was able to do that nearly as easily. And I think part of that is because some of the enemies are smaller than they, than they were in the original game. But, you know, I couldn't do that. And I think part of it is because it's three-dimensional and it's, uh, you know, you have a perspective. So something on the edge of the screen is going to be, you know, isn't going to necessarily line up to a grid the same way something on the center of the screen would. So, huh. sorry, I'm... I'm trying to explain like computer graphics stuff i'm sure most of you know what i'm talking about i, I think i kind of yeah. get what you're saying you just need to narrow the field of view guys it's not that hard <laughs> <laughs> something i really liked was when it was essentially quick time events but when you're fighting bosses and you can do a counter at the right time and you'll go into like the cinematic but it's not exactly a cinematic because you still get to control when and how fast you're shooting and what weapon you're using. So mm -hmm. I thought yeah, that was Yeah, I actually really did awesome. like the fact that you had control. But that does yeah. bring up uh, something that I heard a YouTuber, uh, Mark Brown from Game uh, Maker's Toolkit, which is really cool if you're into game design. Uh, but he mentioned that uh, when talking about the flashiness and kind of the spectacle of those, uh, he asks, uh, why, why is Nintendo always trying to turn uh, Samus into Bayonetta? Yeah, I want your take. Do you think that maybe the the spectacle aspect is a little too much? I mean, it wasn't like zooming in on her booty or anything. <laughs> no, well, that's true. Um, I I think that it was better done this time. I mean, once again, going back to other M, when you had those moments where you jumped around their neck and <laughs> flipped them and threw them and shot them in the face, like. I think you had some control, like when you released the charge shot or whatever. But it that that one bothered me. In in other M, it bothered me because it it was it was tedious to do. I knew that that was usually the strongest course of action, but I just hated doing it because it 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 brought me out of the gameplay. In this one, it wasn't nearly as jarring. I would say. I think that when I would counter a Metroid or whatever, I, I was still in the game. I was still, in fact, I think I was even more intensely invested as, oh, now I have to really focus on what I'm shooting, how fast I'm shooting. Yep. So I think Other M really flopped on it. And even though it is still kind of that showy, kind of a side sort of gameplay where it's not your normal, um, you don't have your normal controls, you're just focusing on one aspect it I, I thought that it added more to it as opposed to take away like other M did okay so here's my take on it and I, I think it's fine having this, the cinematics in it but 
I think maybe Samus got a little too acrobatic because I seem to recall her doing a backflip for one of the, like for the, I want to say it's the Zeta Metroids or something. And so, you know, doing a backflip in the middle of fights not a good idea normally, but... <laughs> well, let's face it. She's a certified contortionist. She right. <laughs> can be a morph ball, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would have liked it if it was just a little bit more grounded. Like, mm. and well, maybe even ratchet up just how... I hate to say this for a Nintendo game, but make it look just a little bit more brutal, like you're fighting a wild animal. Yeah. I, I think just... Tone it down just a little bit in places, not necessarily mm-hmm. even everywhere, just in places. So the, let's talk the, about the music. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about the music. Obviously, I don't have a take on it because <laughs> I, I hate sliders and I was playing with it off. But Glenn, you were saying that it was um, pretty great. Yeah, well, my yeah, there's only a take lot of, uh, is oh, go ahead. I want to hand it over to Glenn for the final say. My only take is that it's basically Metroid Prime music, which is good music. Just felt a little bit out of place not being a Metroid Prime game. That's all I thought. But I love that soundtrack. Anyway. My take would be it's actually Super Metroid in the style of Metroid Prime. Mm. I think that's both good and bad. It's good because Super Metroid had a really good soundtrack. It's bad in that, guys, you're never going to make another Super Metroid. Okay? Mm. Just, it, it's time to... Even Metroid Fusion realized it wasn't Super Metroid. It, it I, I feel like Every uh, a lot of uh, the games recently are trying to be Super Metroid and um, learn to take the idea and evolve it a little bit. But yeah, they even tried to replicate it on the SNES Classic. Weirdos. <laughs> yeah, but um, with the well, isn't a da doa 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 right yeah. from Prime? No, that's uh, from Lower North Super Metroid. Okay. Yeah. All right. Metroid Prime use as well, and it's actually interesting. A lot of. Uh, a lot of the songs in the Metroid series are reused and not in the places you'd think. Like, I want to say the first boss battle from Metroid Fusion is used somewhere in Metroid Prime 3, and it's not even against a similar enemy. It's just... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of those cases where it's remixed in such a way where it's kind of hard to recognize it. But we're not here to talk about Metroid Prime 3. Uh, Mm. We're here to talk about Samus Returns and good soundtrack. I'm kind of ticked that they didn't use more of the original... Metroid 2 soundtrack, especially the main tunnel theme. Like, the main tunnel theme from the original uh, Metroid 2 was, like, the only song in the game that was actually fun to listen to. And And they just scrapped it. (laughs) Yeah, and you only hear it barely in the first area, and it's kind of made super... There are two arrangements, and one's, like, super mellow, and the other is actually pretty good and it's you know i was thinking okay yeah i could listen to this in the main tunnel and then you get into the main tunnel and it's this weird purple mess and it's got this missing <laughs> music and it, it doesn't even make sense like it, if hmm. this is like oh we don't want the song to get repetitive and great on people's nerves having to listen to it all the time no because they <laughs> use that boring <laughs> sludge song that boring sludge song that just sort of you know, pitters along like sludge. Because uh, <laughs> that's that's not as grating. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it's, it's a fun song. and That's one of the things that uh, just absolutely, you know, that, that is the biggest merit I will give towards mm. the uh, the music in this game is that they, they wasted a really good opportunity. And uh, 
<laughs> Somebody's salty. <laughs> so so we have Amiibo compatibility with this game. Yes. Did you buy Amiibo, Glenn? No. Okay. All right. I, I'm I'm cheap. Okay. I think I, I make no qualms about that. I mean, I don't use missiles in Metroid games if I I can avoid it. I I do not waste virtual ammo if I can avoid it. <laughs> Uh, I am cheap, but I saved up for this stuff because it's been so long since I've seen Samus. I just wanted to send her all the money I could. So we've got <laughs> Samus in the nice Metroid 2 pose and also the really cool glittery orange paint from the Smash amiibo of Samus, which I missed out on, so it's great to have this rendition. And you scan that in, it gives you a reserve Aeon tank. So if you run out of Aeon, it fills it up about like a third. And, and, and something I probably should mention is that I have an OG uh, 3DS. So yeah. mm, uh, no, no hockey puck either. Yeah, no, no uh, uh, amiibo hockey puck. So uh, I amiibo won't do much good for me anyway. Right. And I used that reserve tank quite often when I was using the Aeon ability, the lightning armor. So that did save my life. And then the Metroid Amiibo, which was the widely talked about one, and Nintendo likes to do this thing where they'll make one Amiibo in a set have a function, like the mm. Guardian one with posable legs, because it gets talked about. And the Metroid one being squishy definitely gets talked about. It was also useful in-game. It would tell you the actual location of the nearest Metroid. If you're close enough that was also helpful because you could find metroid husks but that just means a metroid is nearby. somewhere nearby and mm -hmm. i had a really tough time finding one or two so i just tapped the amiibo now physically the metroid one i was a little bit disappointed because it's it's not the kind of squishy that you want it's not the satisfying squishy that you imagine when you see it on video and stuff it is a hollow plastic that kind of bends it bends inward if you push it and it's it's hollow in in that it's a layer obviously there's like the brain looking plastic so stuff. If, are you saying it's not rubbery is that what you're saying it's not it's like bendable plastic and uh. i i squished it a few times and i was like mm, that's <laughs> not what i wanted but but yeah. let's let let's talk about the one that matters because the Samus amiibo for this game is probably the best looking amiibo I have ever seen. Yeah, it's nice. Like I I saw it online, like saw pictures of it. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But seeing it in person, just looking at it, it's like this is right. This is what Samus is. It's yeah. way better than the Smash amiibo. It's I don't know. I just, you just look at it and you just feel like this is the fully powered up Samus, yep. ready to kick some tail, blast some Metroid tail. Um, yeah. And on the topic of merchandise, I also sprung for the extra $10 to get the special edition, which was really awesome. On the case, if you take the paper out and flip it around, put it back in, you have the original Game Boy case. Oh, uh, it has a reversible cool. cover? Yeah. Yeah. And it literally says Metroid 2 and Nintendo Game Boy and has all the old artwork and That's stuff. That's crazy. So, yeah. The, the Amiibo have been kind of a subject of controversy in that they're locking stuff that people think should be in the base game uh, behind it, like the art galleries. What, what's your guys' take on that? 
I mean, everybody is a big baby in the year 2017, <laughs> and they have to find something to be upset about. Now, it is legitimate because companies are finding devious ways. I just recommended yes. a podcast to you guys today, Game Informer mm-hmm. episode, where they talked about loot crates. So if someone listening to this hasn't heard that, I recommend that. And yeah, there are some companies that are being really evil, and they're employing psychologists to figure out gamer behavior and try to get more money out of them and stuff. Now, it's been an ongoing debate with like downloadable content and what they can charge more for stuff like they developed it during the game development time. Obviously, that's the case for Amiibo. But, I mean, I just buy them because they look cool, and I think anything it, it gives in-game is a bonus. It's It's kind of a... It's a touchy subject, and... My take is those functions that you said, they sound like the Aeon one. No, actually, you know what I'm going to say? Both of those sound like things that should be special perks. The yeah, the Aeon tank, I, I would definitely say, and the energy tank and missile tank, I would say should be a perk. Yeah, and and the artwork is something that personally I don't care about. Um, oh, Yeah just to go evil on somebody for a minute. I don't know if you guys have heard this because I know we're Nintendo-centric. Dark Simeon <laughs> enters at this point <laughs> to talk about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Hey, nice guy, Liner. They, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, my beanie is on fleek as well, <laughs> as you can see. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing neither of those right now, just for your guys' information. Um, but... They they completed the game. They shipped it out, and you know there's there's good, there's bad, whatever. Um, Which game? I'm sorry. Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. I've heard that from a gameplay perspective, from somebody I very much respect, that it is probably the most one of the most fun fighting games, especially Marvel versus Capcom games that he's ever played. The DLC characters. Um, which are slowly being released now because they're finishing them up. Eight dollars a pop. So Sigma, if you want to play Sigma from the Mega Man series or the Monster Hunter or Black Panther, eight dollars a pop per character. So that means you're Black Panther just because he has a movie coming out? I'm I'm guessing so. Well, yeah, honestly, the movies are really messing with that game's development because that's why the Fantastic Four isn't in the game. Is no because... X-Men? Yeah. So, but uh, I think we're getting a little bit uh, <laughs> off topic. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. That, but, to, but I mean, just look at look at the math on that. It's a $60 game where the cast is already pretty small in yeah, the well, scope it, of Marvel vs. Capcom. As many people point out, for uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns, you're basically paying $13 for an art gallery. You get a little figurine, which may be used, you know, maybe used for other games, but that, that seems like a lot. Especially, I, I dislike it because uh, the art galleries have been included in games for years as just like a, a fun true. unlockable bonus. And there is a like a gallery you can unlock in uh, Samus Returns uh, without any amiibo, but... Having to you know have an art gallery be unlocked by an amiibo and the fact that I have to beat the game, so it's like no 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 you have to beat the game 
and buy an amiibo. Yeah. You know, That's if if it was like one or the other where it's like, oh, well, you can get it right off the bat if you scan the amiibo and if you beat the game, you get it. Or if you beat the game on hard mode or something, then yeah, you know, fine, whatever. A convenience tax. I'm, I'm totally fine with that being an option. But I, I think that's the strongest argument right there. They shouldn't try to sell things that they've included in previous games. Yeah. Going above and beyond, developing something new and charging for it is fine. And I think you should get the uh, option to unlock that by purchasing a $13 Amiibo. Or if you don't want it, I think you should be able to download the function for 5 bucks or so. Yeah. All right, Dark Simeon, get out of here, you weirdo. Okay. <laughs> I guess I guess I could respond to that. I, I wasn't gonna say nothing and just assume. You, you should have just got assume that he was open gonna... and close the door. That, that yeah, I should have done that, but I'm too lazy. Uh, Glenn, you're our resident expert here on the versions because you've spent a lot of time playing Met- another Metroid Two remake as well as the original Game Boy Metroid. Actually, 2. I haven't spent a lot of time playing oh. AM2R because that game is it only took me five and a half hours to beat so it's it's actually not that long of a game especially compared to the 3ds game well he wasn't paid to make it that's true yeah well and it it stays much more faithful to the original game and the original game was shorter and didn't have you backtracking all the time and uh so am2r uh feels honestly the metro uh, samus returns feels kind of like a from from a gameplay perspective, feels kind of like a, a slightly different experience from the older Metroid games like Fusion, and uh, I don't know if it's because it's in 3D or whatever. This feels much more like a classic Metroid game. Mm. AM2R does. Yeah, and uh, you know it has diagonal aim, aiming and stuff, but honestly, I liked it better. <gasps> oh wow! Oh my god! Yeah, it's <laughs> it felt much more Metroid-y and you know I could aim without problem and it, it had better pacing because you only have to backtrack to other areas very few times you should return the 3DS game to the store and send this bro your 40 bucks <laughs> uh, no no it's, <laughs> the 3DS game is good I, I, I want to make that clear but AM2R uh, I honestly I just have more fun playing it, and maybe it's because it took less of my time, and I'm very busy here of late, but I, I will say, I, I think there are definitely things the 3DS game does much better. Boss battles uh, are way better in the 3DS game. The bosses are very simplistic in AM2R. AM2R has more bosses, which I think the mm-hmm. 3DS game, there was a severe lack of enemies, but the actual boss battles themselves were better in uh the 3ds game but yeah uh metroid 2 the original game boy game uh, you know if you're a, like a series a longtime series fan i always encourage you to go back to the source material and check it out but uh, yeah for a modern gamer i really want to wreck so nice That's my ranking comparison. would be am2r Metroid, uh, Metroid Samus Returns, and then Metroid 2. That's pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. nice to see that although Nintendo shut down the fan project, that it was this guy's labor labor of love, and it turned out really well. So that's great yeah. to hear. I'd also say overall, I think the music is better in uh, the 3DS game, except for you know cutting out the main theme and all that. Yeah. This was a game that was a remake of 
what Glenn just explained was not that good, uh, especially compared well, it, to... It didn't age well. It's, it hasn't aged well. I don't want to say yep. it's bad. So a game that is not bad but didn't age well is Prime Candidate for Remake. Get mm-hmm. it, Prime Candidate? So, yeah. uh, wait, was I just schmarmy about my pun, Glenn? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just, yeah, it has to be a hit and run. Okay, hit and run. Or a hit and pun, if you will. What in the world was I saying? There's a prime candidate for a remake. And the question is should Nintendo continue doing things like this? Like, I think this was successful. Let this record show that we are glad to have Metroid back. But do they need to remake any more games in the series? Or is it time for them to move on, focus completely on Prime 4, and what we're calling Metroid 5, which would be the proper chronological... Chronological. Chronological. <laughs> Not chronological. You, this is the second time in a week you've butchered that. <laughs> chronological? Yes. Yes. That is the correct pronunciation. The proper chronological... Chronological... <laughs> Um, the proper chronological follow-up to Metroid Fusion because that's the last time we've seen Samus and that's insane because it wasn't that 2001 or 2002 yeah it's a long time ago Um, and actually fun fun uh, funny thing about that is uh, Mercury Steam the developer of we probably should have mentioned them at some point the developer of Samus Returns uh, actually originally uh, pitched the idea of a fusion remake on 3DS to Nintendo. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. What this boils down to is, is there another game that you would like to see Nintendo take a modern swing at from the Metroid franchise? I I would like to see, if they're going to do it, I would like to see them redo Prime 2, maybe? I don't know. It, has it been long enough? I, it, it seems like a strange game to remake. It's been but, long enough. It's you know like Wind Waker's contemporary. Yeah. So so I look I look at that as kind of the the prime candidate um, as opposed to other M, which is probably the one that needs it the most. Mm. But if you look at Prime, Prime is great. Fusion is great. The original they already remade. The second they already remade. Prime 3 doesn't need remade. Yeah. Um, Other M is one of the most recent. I mean, it's already, you know, 11. How old is it? 10 years old almost, maybe? I don't remember. Uh, it's, it's, it's not as old, so it, maybe it's not the Prime candidate. But Prime 2 had some issues that it needed to work through. Uh, maybe it can get a, a remake. Um, but I don't know if we're going to see one in the Metroid series. I mean, if you look at the Mario series... They've kind of looked at, I mean, I guess they branched out a whole series of remakes. They looked at, what did we have in our 2D platforms? We have new Super Mario Bros. now. Yep. We For Legend of Zelda, they had A Link to the Past and then a Link, Between, Link Worlds. Between Worlds. Yeah, which wasn't a remake. It was like a sequel, but it was it was kind of that same vein of we're, we're taking what was and we're reimagining it. Um, even if it isn't a, a yeah, direct a, a requel, translation, if you will. yeah, a requel. <laughs> um, and with the Metroid series, I don't know. I think it's we're moving forward 
as opposed to looking for more remakes because the Metroid series is one of the greatest series, most pristine series ever made. Simeon's bowing down with his forehead, <sighs> press the carpet yes. as he speaks right now. Um, um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't need any more remakes. I think each of the new renditions, like the best version of each one, yeah. they're all yeah. playable now. Uh, I, I'd say I'm with you guys on that one. Uh, honestly, I think Fusion is fine. You don't need to remake it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to see a remake. I want to see Metroid 5. Uh, yeah. And, you know, again, I, I mentioned that on a blog. Uh, it's just the, the end of Metroid Fusion. There are so many directions you can go with that. And, heck, you could say, well, they didn't they destroy the last of the Metroids? And it's like, no, they jettisoned a lab full of Metroids out in spoilers. They jettisoned a lab full of Metroids <laughs> out into space. And doesn't Samus have a different looking suit? Like, yeah. it's the, it's the Chozo it's the, suit colors, but mm-hmm. uh, Fusion suit style. Yes. Yep. So, that and might just, be. Uh, it's like, like okay, we're, we're short on time, so I can't go on a, a tirade about my <laughs> idea for the plot, but. And it, also, it's possible that the X Parasite has been is on samus's ship as well oh. um if you follow game theory and stuff like that so there's there's different ways you can go with it i would definitely yeah. take prime trilogy in hd though on my switch mm. to prime me for four <laughs> oh. to prime me for four oh. so oh. i wouldn't mind that at all but i'm happy with that it's finally moving forward welcome back samus samus is back everybody Pop open the champagne, clap your hands together. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you as well to the listener for joining us for this show. We have uh, previous episodes on this podcast. You can also subscribe to get the newest one. We have some really interesting topics coming up, and I'm sure Super Mario Odyssey it's, is going to squeeze its way into a dedicated episode. I only soon. hope I have time for it. Yes. Yeah. You can follow us on social media to learn what we are up to, as well as stay up to date on our other content, like our live shows. We produce live a streamed episode of, it's like a variety show for Nintendo fans with new gameplay, old gameplay, all the latest Nintendo news, and features like deciding which classic edition console is going to be next, or... How do you make timing for time for gaming as an adult? Yeah. I, I don't know. I yeah. still don't know. I still don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I just en- give up on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy our content, whether it's our podcast or YouTube channel or a live show, you can support us on Patreon. You may have noticed you didn't hear an ad at the beginning or in the middle or at the end of this podcast, and that's because we're only supported through our best fans who decide to send us one to five dollars well our, our best fans who have money to spare yeah yes exactly i mean you know don't don't like choose between rent and <laughs> patreon uh, for, for real though if you're if you're trying to be our number one fan you can be our number one fan and and not support us on patreon just just i know feed yourself i use the <laughs> feed wrong, yourself i definitely use the wrong word but yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you were saying shame <laughs> some of our some of our if you want to join our patronage yeah. and want to be considered a patron of our show, then and get you, your name in the credits and everything. Yep, you get your name in the credits. Um, depending on your 
level, you could get some free stuff. You get more content than everybody else. You get videos that are just for patrons that you're not going to see anywhere else. We so. basically give you the keys to the TBC city. Yes, indeed. So it's a really good time you, at patreon.com slash two button crew. I, I was just going to say you can you can pay us off. <laughs> Where we, you that's, can buy that's us. That's two T-W-O. Yes. T-W-O button crew dot com. <laughs> Closing comments, gentlemen. Goodbye. Uh, you know, I, I I criticized Samus Returns, I feel like, a lot, but it is a good game. And I, if you enjoy the series, you will enjoy it. So, I echo that sentiment. I saw a lot of reviews that were like 8 and 8.5, and I strongly agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm super glad Nintendo is making Metroid games again. I hope it sold well. I did my part by paying double the money for the game and all of its merchandise and uh, promoting it and stuff so I recommend it to everybody listening and let the record show in this time capsule of an mp3 file that it's really pretty cool we learned about this game after Nintendo's E3 press conference this year and it was out within a handful of months we didn't have to wait long it turned out great Mercury Steam did awesome and I hope that Nintendo will continue to work with that studio. Mm-hmm. And Samus, in general. Mm-hmm. So, great job, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and thank you for being a part of the crew. Goodbye! Signing Bye. out! Oh, I wasn't recording. Fabio. <laughs> you.